What is up? And welcome in to Pope's Loons episode 21, breaking down a must win for Minnesota United. And they got it done in Houston, knocking off the Dynamo 2-1. to one. My name is Jeremy Rushing, breaking it all down for you here on the post-game show presented by our good friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. As you are trickling into the stream, whether it's on Twitter or on YouTube, drop those questions and comments, takeaways from tonight's big win. Also, feel free to leave a thumbs up if you are watching on YouTube as well. That is a huge, huge uh, boost to our overall awareness over there on YouTube. Thank you so much for tuning in. A little housekeeping before we get uh, before we actually get started on the stream here. If you want to interact with us, interact with myself, I'm on Twitter at Jeremy G. Rushing. That might be where you're watching this post-game show right now. You can also follow 10,000 Pitches on Twitter at 10K Pitches. Our podcast is returning. Our weekly lower league and college soccer-centric podcast is returning next week. And as always, you can catch post-game Minnesota United coverage right here on Twitter and YouTube after every Minnesota United match. Again, thank you so much for tuning in as you're trickling into the stream. Leave those questions and comments and takeaways from tonight's match if you could. But let's go ahead and get right into this here, into our three things. We always start the post-game show with three main takeaways, three three things that I took specifically from this match. The first one is obviously Adrian's breakthrough. Adrian Unu, after notching just two goals in his first 13 Loons appearances, scores a brace tonight, both assisted by Ethan Finley. And I had said before that I think I always thought it was just a matter of time before Unu really found his footing and got on the score sheets. And that is what he he did tonight with two big goals. I think this is one of those uh, situations where the seal's kind of broken now. It's kind of that Robin Lude situation, although it took Robin Lude a little bit longer to break that seal and get those goals to uh, to start coming. Uh, But Adrian Unu, two goals tonight, now four goals in a Minnesota United uniform. Um, I think he is on his way to continuing that success moving forward the rest of this season. Um, really, really good performance from him. And also for, from Ethan Finley tonight on assisting on those two goals. A two-point night for Finley as well. Well-deserved, especially considering these were your only two real attacking-oriented players that you had in the starting 11. There was a 4-3-3 tonight, mainly a defensive shape. Um, you had Dotson again on the left, which you know we all have our thoughts on Dotson on the left. Let's get real. But when you look at the only attacking-minded players that were in the lineup in the starting 11, it was Adrian Unu and it was Ethan Finley. Now, usually the 4-3-3 with Unu up top, Dotson on the left, Finley on the right, has not uh, bared much fruit for Minnesota United when they have gone to that formation. But tonight, the two attacking players in Finley and Unu got it done when Minnesota United needed it the most. When they were depleted, when they were, uh, you know, down with injuries, a lot of players missing. They got it done, and it was Unu and Finley who led the charge with three big points uh, or getting helping Minnesota United get three big points on the road. So that's my first thing. My second thing is Tyler freaking Miller. That's what I have on my actual notes here. Tyler freaking Miller. The Loons goalkeeper made several big saves tonight showing – why he has the second best goals against average in the league like he is he has been statistically you know the second or even in some cases the first best goalkeeper in MLS this season and that's for good reason you saw it again tonight 
excellent work between the posts from Miller, you know, keeping the loons either level or with the lead. Uh, there were a couple of big chances for Houston, even after Minnesota went ahead. And it was Tyler Miller, who was the main reason why they stayed ahead and got those three points there down the stretch. So great, great performance from him. Well-deserved um, on the, uh, on the shout out here for the three things. And then my final thing, it's pretty simple. You needed three points and you got them. You're on the road. You're shorthanded. You know, there could have been a lot of excuses as to why Minnesota United didn't get the job done tonight. If it had ended 1-1, if they had even lost, you know, you could point to a lot of different things. But considering the fact they were depleted, you know, even with the omissions, they got it done. They needed three points. They found a way to get three points. This was basically, when you're talking about comfortable playoff positioning and having a chance to earn a home playoff spot, getting that top four seed in the West, this is a must win if you wanted that. And they went on the road and they got it done after two very disappointing draws against San Jose and Kansas City. You go on the road, you need three points, you're facing the worst team in the league, but you are shorthanded yourself. You get it done. You get the job done. And that's what Minnesota United did tonight. So credit to the players. It was a very gutsy performance. It wasn't pretty. And with the amount of guys who were out, especially in the attacking front, it was never going to be pretty, right? It was never going to be a super fun, excited, exciting end-to-end game to watch. It wasn't going to be El Trafico. If you watched El Trafico leading into Minnesota United, you saw two completely different matches there. It was not going to be that exciting LAFC, LA Galaxy game we saw prior. It was going to be ugly. It was going to be boring at times, but that's the game Minnesota United had to play if they wanted to get the job done tonight. They did, and credit to Adrian Heath and company for finding a way to do so. Uh, again, questions or comments on the game tonight? Any takeaways? Any, any, you know, I gave my three things. If you have any big takeaways, feel free to drop those in the chat. Would love to respond to those, whether you're watching on YouTube or Twitter. And always, 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 as always, if you could help us out and give us that thumbs up if you're watching on YouTube, that would be huge. All right, before we get into our game notes here, got to let you know that Post Loons, as always, is presented by our good friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee. I love these guys. This, this really could be the hub of the Twin City soccer community. And I hope that it's embraced as such by the Twin City soccer community because this is just such a great place. 801 South 9th Street in Minneapolis. It's uh, one of those places where you can go play pickup soccer, rain or shine. Um, being that the weather was not great this past week, they actually had uh, a few, um, you know, quite a few sellouts for pickup soccer this past week, which is awesome to see. And as that demand increases, you're going to want to get in there early and reserve your time to play pickup soccer over at 9th Street. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7 p.m. pickup. They have a lunchtime pickup at noon on Tuesdays and Thursdays. They even will, uh, you know, sometimes will do some late night pickup on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 9 p.m. as well. So feel free to follow them. I would definitely follow them on social media, no matter what, at 9th Street MPLS, N-I-N-T-H-S-T-R-E-E-T-M-P-L-S, and go to 9thStreetMPLS.com to learn more. Now, if you are avidly into pickup soccer, they have a $35 unlimited pickup membership that you can get. Um, and with that membership, you can play as much pickup as you want, anytime, any availability. 
that unlimited pickup membership is awesome. But even I, I say this every week and I really mean it. Even if you are not an avid pickup soccer player, maybe you only take advantage of a couple of these time slots. Maybe you don't even play pickup soccer at all, but you think you may play once just to maybe use it as a workout. This $35 unlimited pickup membership is a great way to support a local business who is looking to do a lot of good and has already done a lot of good in the Twin City soccer community. Derek Swanson and the guys over at Ninth Street are fantastic, great dudes who are looking to make a footprint in the soccer community here in and around Minneapolis and St. Paul. So go support them. Go help them out. NinthStreetMPLS.com. Look into that $35 unlimited pickup membership. Got quite a few comments trickling in here. We will start here with Christopher Alphaby. He says, hopefully this gave Unu the confidence with the man with the main three behind him, hopefully back for the next game. That is one big thing to think about here. You have two weeks until your next match now. You play Seattle on Saturday the 11th of September. So you have time to get healthy. You have time to rest up. You have time to get guys back. That is going to be potentially huge for Minnesota United coming off this win, getting the three points you need to be back at at least somewhat full strength for the stretch run. Because after you get back from this two-week break, you have about a month and a half, and that is a sprint to the finish. That is going to go by like that. And this result tonight really helps you put yourself in a position where that four spot is realistic. I wouldn't call it likely. I wouldn't call it probable, but it is realistic to think that when it's all said and done, Minnesota United could end up in a top four spot and host a playoff match because of that win tonight. It's huge. Uh, Who do we have here? Mr. Jeldy says, Adrian is looking good, sitting beneath Adi. What does this mean going forward? Also, how about that deep shot of his? Yeah, I mean, he was feeling it. Um, He was really, really feeling it tonight. You could tell. Um, even aside from the two goals, took a really good shot from distance. Um, Adi, Fernando Adi, uh, made a really good debut for Minnesota United tonight. Had the back heel, sort of had the hockey assist on the second Hunu goal. Um, he looked comfortable out there. That's great to see. Um, new signing coming in and making an instant impact. That is going to be needed as well. That depth is going to be huge because you're talking about 13 matches in a month and a half, basically. Um, and, or excuse me. Yeah. 13 matches in a month and a half when they get back on the 11th. So that, uh, you know, having that depth, having a guy like Fernando Adi, if he can prove to be a quality depth piece behind who knew, um, that is going to be huge for Minnesota United down the stretch as well. So that was good to see. He did well. Minnesota's 11 good friend of the show. Unu is historically better when playing off of another striker. Can Adi use that to his advantage and play his way into the eleven? or perhaps move above one Agadello on the depth chart. I think that all has to do with the health of two guys, Minnesota's 11. That has to do with the health of Robin Lode, and that has to do with the health of Franco Fragapane. If both those guys, if we get back in the 11th, and both those guys are still out, I could realistically see a, a, a two-striker setup, which Adrian Heath has not been accustomed to doing that. But as you said, Unu seems to do well when there is another uh, a striker next to him, right? Um, so that could be uh, something to look into. But if you get back two weeks from now and you either have Robin Lode or Franco Fragapane back, there's no reason not to go 4-2-3-1. Uh, 
um, especially if Reynoso is going to be back as well. That's another name, obviously. That's going to be huge down the stretch run to be healthy if Minnesota United is going to uh, make a run at that four spot. Uh, any other questions or comments, feel free to drop those into the chat. Again, big, big thanks to the friends over at Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee for sponsoring Post Loons. Um, all right, we got big game grade A27. What does this say about Wea? Shouldn't a 17-year-old be playing somewhere? You know, it's interesting because I think Minnesota United is sort of in a no-man's land with Wea where I don't know, considering the lack of depth they have at Stryker, that I don't know if they can afford to to lose Wea right now. Um, now, if if Fernando Adi comes in and, and now you sign him, and so you do have that depth piece behind behind Unu, now is a situation where maybe you could loan Wea somewhere. Um, but you're talking about the end of the season too. Um, you're likely going to only really be able to loan him domestically, and they're on the same schedule as MLS. So when you're talking about a month, a month and a half, I don't know. Is he better off getting training time with MLS over that time period? Right. There is a, there's a, you know, it's an interesting scenario. I see the argument for getting him playing time, but considering the time constraints and where Minnesota United has been in terms of striker, I do understand why they might not have made that decision and why it may be too late in the game to make that decision. Now, Mr. Jeldy does make a good point though. We need a youth development program. Um, I think that reserve team is going to be big. Um, you're talking about the MLS, the, the third tier MLS um, coming in 2022. Um, if Minnesota United can get themselves a uh, reserve team in that league, um, that is going to be big for guys like, like Patrick Wea, um, you know, and other youngsters to actually get, significant playing time without having to leave Minnesota and the Minnesota United program. So um, obviously more to come on that in the future, Minnesota's 11 chiming back in Minnesota United will have the second, will have the second league team next year. They will completely turn around the way we develop youth players. Yeah. Not, not only in Minnesota, but uh, you know, league wide, it's going to completely change the way some of these clubs develop youth talent. Obviously that has been a huge need for Minnesota United specifically to have that uh, have that reserve team in house, so to speak for Minnesota. So that's going to be big um, and hopefully help guys like Patrick way continue their development moving forward. All right. Game notes time. So over the course of the match, how did we get to this two, one Minnesota United win? Well, it started about as bad as it could have, right? First minute, uh, you know, Fafa Pico sends in a cross to uh, uh, Carasquilla. And uh, he puts it away, gives the home team an extremely early 1-0 lead. I mean, on the back foot right away. Fourth minute, though, looks like Minnesota United starting to get things uh, you know, in order, kind of get their footing underneath them. Uh, they get deep into Houston territory. Finley plays it to Dotson, who sends one on goal. But Houston goalkeeper Michael Nelson makes his first MLS save in his debut in that particular case. Pretty good one, too. And then in the 16th minute, Minnesota United gets even. It was crucial for them if they were going to get a uh, get have a chance to get three points in this match. They needed to answer that Houston goal early, and they did so. 16th minute, Will Trap sends a lofting free kick into the box, which finds Finley. Finley puts it directly on a dime for Hunu, um, and he doesn't miss from just outside the six. Uh, puts it in the back of the net, and suddenly in the 16th minute, the Loons are level. Great free kick from Trap. 
great find from Finley too, sort of sending it back across the box for Unu and good finish from the Frenchman uh, to bring the Loons level. Pico again in the 32nd minute gets the ball at his feet off a of Loon's turnover. He cuts in on the left foot, fires on goal, but it caroms off the post. Um, that you know that could have easily been two one Houston there in the 32nd. 34th Houston works their way back into the box. Uh, Uruti takes a shot, but Tyler Miller makes an excellent save. As we mentioned, Miller had an awesome night tonight between the posts. Um, he was really really good, uh, making a crucial save there in the 34th. I mean, the the latter portions of this first half, even though Minnesota equalized, the latter portions of this first half was all Houston. And then the 38th, Dynamo again on the attack. Pico sends a cross into the box, finds the head of Dorsey, but his header goes over the bar. And that is how we end the first half, 1-1. So even though Minnesota United goes level, you don't exactly have the best taste in your mouth heading into halftime considering how much Houston put on the pressure at the end of that first half. Second half, there wasn't a lot leading up to the Minnesota United goal. You had Fernando Adi come in in the 59th minute for Ja'Cory Hayes. 70th minute, Unu gets some space and fires a rocket from deep. Relatively easy save for Nelson, though, but still a good shot from the Frenchman. Uh, 73rd minute, Adi with the back heel to Finley in the box. Ethan's able to collect the ball. He almost stumbled over the ball, but he's able to recover nicely and make that easy pass to Unu. Unu tucks it away on a one-timer, his second of the night, and the Loons lead to one. Um, really, really good sequence there on the attack for Minnesota. 78th, Raitala comes in for Unu. Um, you know, he gets uh, you know, the round of applause from everybody back home as he comes off the pitch. 85th minute, Miller makes another critical save to keep the Loons ahead. 87th minute, clear header for Houston off the corner, goes right at Miller. He hangs on. And um, Minnesota United hangs on. You know, you have four minutes of stoppage time. They're able to really bunker down. Not too many A-plus opportunities after that for Houston. And you end up with a two-to-one Minnesota United win. Um, Really, really crucial win for Minnesota United as we move into this two weeks off, this two-week break, basically, international break. Um, You get a chance to get healthy. You get a chance to get guys back for the stretch run. If you're watching on Twitter or YouTube, please leave a question or comment if you have not already. Um, Dave Valensky says, how many players do we lose on international break? That is a good question. Um, one that honestly I do not know the answer to. I don't think it's much, if it's many, if any, um, that, that will be missing any time. Because like I said, you get the two weeks off here. And so you're back in the 11th against Seattle. Um, I do think a lot of those international matches happen kind of over that Labor Day. Uh, weekend. So if Minnesota United is losing any players, um, you know, for international break, I don't think they would be losing them long enough where they wouldn't be back for that Seattle match on the 11th. Now I could be wrong for that, you know, on that. I haven't heard anything on that specifically, but it's knowing when some of those international matches are going to be played. Some of those qualifiers are going to be played. Um, logistically, I don't think that it will impact um, any player's ability to return, whether it's Dane or Jan or, you know, Raitala, whether it's any of those guys, I don't think it will impact their ability to return in time for that Seattle match two Saturdays from now. Good question though, Dave, any more questions or comments, feel free to drop those in the chat as we look big picture here. So you make up two points on LA galaxy 
um, which is big. Um, so instead of seven points behind them, you're now five points behind them. Um, so five points behind the galaxy, it's, it's doable, right? I said earlier, it's not, I wouldn't call it probable. I wouldn't call it likely, especially with the, the galaxy are playing, but it's, it's doable. It's, you can see it happen. It's realistic that Minnesota United could maybe catch and pass either the galaxy or Colorado or whoever ends up being in that four spot ahead of Minnesota. As we come down the stretch, um, you're only five points back now, which is big, even better though. You do give yourself a little bit of a buffer now more than a full game's worth of points buffer in that playoff line. So you now are a little bit more comfortable in the playoffs, which I think is more important, right? Obviously, Obviously, not, that's not that's not breaking any news here. Obviously, it's more important to make the playoffs than 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 try to aim for a uh, you know a a home playoff match. But at the same time, um, I do think we were always thinking about can we host a playoff match? Can we host a playoff match? I do think we also need to think about it in the context of what needs to happen to make sure that this team just gets in, right? Just get into the playoffs and see what happens. If you get that four spot, great but I'm more worried about where that buffer is, where that playoff line is relative to where Minnesota United is. And the more wiggle room they can give themselves, the more of a buffer they can give themselves between where they're at and where that playoff threshold is, the more comfortable I am as a Minnesota United fan. Then we can start worrying about the four. Five points back of the four. I believe you're four points clear of the playoff line now. So really, really um, – you know, encouraging after th- after after a disappointing week and encouraging three points on the road tonight against Houston for a multitude of reasons. Lucas, Lucas Pippenhagen says uh, Metnair will be on international duty. Um, so he will be um, uh, out with Madagascar. Um, again, I do not know their schedule, so I'm not sure um, if, if he will miss any time for Minnesota. Um, but he was uh, he is evidently, according to Lucas, one of the one of the guys who will be leaving on international duty during this two week break. Um, so obviously good luck to him. That's awesome. I mean, any chance you get to represent your country is awesome. And Roman Metner is a main, is a mainstay for that Madagascar national team. So um, really good. Uh, so what else is on tap for Minnesota United coming up? Like we said, at Seattle on the 11th, that's a 4 PM. Um, that's a 4 PM kickoff um, the 15th. So that following Wednesday, you're at sporting Kansas city. Um, I swear. If we hear nicest rivalry in soccer, the next time we play Sporting Kansas City, um, I think we should we should uh, riot. No, we shouldn't riot. I'm just kidding. But I'm I don't want to hear it anymore. Uh, Twitter shame whoever uses the phrase nicest rivalry in sports because it's no longer the nicest rivalry in sports against Sporting KC. I'm even done hearing the Houston rivalry called the the Dylan Wolpers Derby. Uh, That happened three years ago now. Um, so, uh, we will see, um, you know, hopefully we can maybe move move past that in the future too, but I doubt that. Uh, and then what will hopefully be a big one from a playoff seating standpoint, the 18th. So three, three weeks from today, you're at home against LA galaxy. Obviously really sour taste in your mouth after the one nil loss to them a couple weeks back. Um, they are the team ahead of you in the playoffs right now in the playoff seating. Uh, so on the 18th circle, that one on the calendar at home against LA galaxy, that could be a huge one. 
Uh, Chris Alphabet says, confirm Jeremy doesn't like fun. I like fun. But when you call a uh, rivalry the nicest rivalry in sports and uh, you get what we got um, against Kansas City over the last weekend, uh, it's no longer the nicest rivalry in sports. I'm all for fun. Let's have fun. But, uh, you know, let's 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 move on from from old and unnecessary uh, rivalry names. Um, Aaron Serjanian, thank you so much for uh tuning in and chiming in on postlings tonight. Adi may give us someone up top and keep Dotson in the middle. That would be great. The less I see Dotson, I love Hassani Dotson to death. He is a Swiss army knife. He is one of those guys you can feel comfortable putting anywhere, but, but the left wing is far from his ideal position. It's far from where I want to see him on the field. So um, I completely agree with you there, Aaron. If if Adi could, uh, you know, if we still have guys out like Fragapane and Lude, if Adi can sort of play up top and move Dots into a position where he's more comfortable and better able to contribute, um, that is that is where I want to see him. Um, all right. So Minnesota's eleven gives us the rundown on the Roman Metnair schedule, doing my job for me. Without a guest host here, I can't do any research while I'm on the air. So I really just have to be honest and say, I don't know when I don't know something. I can't research it and then sound smart later. Uh, so Minnesota's 11's got me here. Uh, says Metanera will play Thursday the 2nd and Tuesday the 7th. He'd have four days to get back for the Seattle game. Uh, so, I mean, he could miss the Seattle game theoretically. He, he may be back in time. Um, but if he's going to miss any time, it's just going to be that one match. Um, so we'll see kind of what the travel situation is like for Metanair coming back from uh, from international duty. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in the, on the stream tonight, guys. I really appreciate it. We still got 15 people tuning in, which is fantastic. Uh, Dave Olensky says, the no, you don't rivalry. Okay. Okay. I'm willing to take names. Hey, let's do this. Let's do this. Okay. Even if I don't get to you before we end the stream here. Give me some alternatives to the nicest rivalry in sports. What should we name the SKC rivalry moving forward? I've already coined it the rudest rivalry in sports, but that's just kind of going the opposite effect. So before we get out of here on the stream, I want to see uh, some alternatives to the nicest rivalry in sports that we can give the Minnesota United and Sporting Kansas City rivalry. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in. Big thanks to Ninth Street Soccer and Coffee for being the main sponsors here on Post Loons. Um, if you are interested in forward Madison-based content, Rob Chapel from Madison 365 and I have a forward Madison-centric podcast every Monday called Talk and Flock, where we talk about all things Mingos. Um, really disappointing results for forward Madison during the week, one nil to North Carolina. Um, we will talk about that on the, on this coming week's episode. And like I said, on Friday, we have the return of the 10,000 pitches podcast, um, interviews with the, uh, you know, the biggest influencers in local lower league, local college soccer, just the local twin city soccer scene in general. Um, so really excited to get that back up and running. And of course, through the end of the season, I will be here hell or high water, uh, to break down every Minnesota United match immediately following you don't get the day after reaction you don't get the two days after reaction you don't get the the monday after the saturday match reaction you get instant reaction 
right here on post loons. That's something I've wanted to bring on the, on a live stream for a while. So I'm glad you all love it so much. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for your questions, your comments, um, just your overall input. Um, again, one more time, if you're watching on YouTube, please give us that thumbs up on the stream. seems like a lot of you are watching on YouTube. So that's awesome. Give us that thumbs up if you could. Uh, we have two weeks off guys. Enjoy it. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. I know I will uh, tune into the 10,000 pitches podcast, which drops on Friday, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, and speaking of podcasts, as always, you can get post loons and podcast form um, the morning after any match anyways. So whether you like watching on the live stream or in podcast form, we got you covered here on post loons. We got you covered here with 10,000 pitches. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Jeremy rushing two weeks off. Enjoy the break and we'll be back. Uh, we will be back. Wow. Words. We will be back Saturday, the 11th following the big match at Seattle. See you guys till then. Have a great one.